morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are present and accounted for on this sixth day of December. 2021. My name is Nick. Hey, look, there's Big J right over there. Hey, here I am. Uh, like it or not, we are here and we are ready to go on what will be a very busy, very big Monday show for you. As I set the table, I know for a fact we have a Bearded Badass today brought to you by the Beardsmith. That's going to happen. We also have an opportunity for you to win some cash today. It's the last couple of days of the X-Rock Double Dare. You're down to the last four chances, at least on this show. In order to win, is this thing's going to wrap up on Thursday come hell or high water? So, you want to get in and try to win your way into some cash for the holiday season. We'll give you a chance to do that at 7.30. We're going to visit with Brad from Three Days Grace on the program today. They dropped a new song last week, uh, detailed uh, some tour dates, and also talked about their new album. We're going to do all those things with Brad as well this morning. And then we have a concert announcement this morning as wow. well. For a show that is coming up so yeah it's gonna be one of those monday shows that when we get old big j in like our 70s we look back on and go man december 6 2021 that was a that was a nice show it's big <clears throat> a lot of stuff going on there and day. unlike the old days you can you can hear it if you miss it yeah podcast it'll help there us recreate our uh excitement and fun and uh hey man uh th- th- that gives me a good opportunity to say thank you to all the people that uh, download the podcast and listen to the podcast and subscribe to the podcast as I was asked to fetch the numbers on Friday from our boss and uh, everybody was really impressed so that's always nice when they raise their eyebrows and go that many people listen to your show and I'm like hey man you're our boss what the hell kind yeah. of what hey but thank you to all of you that uh, not only listen live but also have a chance to if you miss it go back and revisit with the morning after podcast it gives you an opportunity and us an opportunity to let you know that yeah in case you're you're missed at any part of the show uh there is the daily podcast that we post on xrock.com and it is also available wherever you get podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher all that kind of stuff it's everywhere omnipresent if you will you just search the morning after you'll find it or even search nick and big j it pops up that way as well uh, so it's very sexy. Thank you very much for all of the uh, additional podcast listens. They very much are appreciated. And uh, maybe one day we'll see some kickback from that. Big J has yet to happen. But you never I know. I know we put enough work into it. <laughs> you never know. Uh, oh, it reminds me. You're going to have to put in more work into it. That's uh, part of the Friday conversation as well. Uh, but let's get started with some fun. How about some music? Offspring going to kick things off on this Monday here on the morning after on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, let's do some important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Speaking of accidents, Big J, Saturday morning, train derailed here in Idaho, dude. Oh, my gosh. Look the hell out. Uh, Eight Union Pacific train cars derailed right around the western edge of Hammond, Idaho, according to Union Pacific Railroad themselves. Train was a mixed commodity train. One of the cars uh, basically spilled a bunch of steel sheets. But other than that, it was okay. Uh, train track is closed to traffic as there's a whole bunch of cleaning up that still needs to be done. Here we are two days later. The incident remains under investigation as to how it did got ha- how it happened. The good news was no injuries involved in this particular accident. Just a big old mess and some derailed train cars to pick up. But uh, my guess is somebody left a penny on a track and that's what caused it. No, no. Oh, what, is that an old wives' tale? That's, yes. All right. Fair enough. 
but uh, thankfully everybody is okay. And uh, nobody got hurt in it, but apparently a bunch of steel got bent up. Well, Big J, are you excited about the bowl game the Boise State Broncos are headed to? I, I haven't seen. Oh, my We're... God. Really? No. Uh, yeah, the Boise State Broncos are playing in the Arizona Bowl. Uh, they're taking on Central Michigan University. Uh, this is where it starts to get a little sketchy. Uh, because it's probably a worst-case scenario for the Broncos, if we're being perfectly honest. Like, not you, the worst case for them would be them playing the Potato Bowl. Uh, no, I think that would probably be the I, best case. I don't think they want to ever play in the Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think they think they're too good for it, but they're not this year. I'll put it that way. And it would have probably been cheaper for the school. But here's the issue with the Arizona Bowl. Uh, number one, it's put together by Barstool Sports, which they have sponsored. Uh, number two, because of that, they made it streaming only so there is no television coverage for this bowl game you cannot find it over the air anywhere if you want to watch the bowl game on new year's eve at 2 p.m uh competing with a bunch of other bowl games that are actually over the air you're gonna have to seek out and try to find this now listen if you're a sports fan and you you have a streaming technology it's not difficult for you to find the issue is a lot of people, A, aren't, B, don't understand streaming, and C, don't want to have to deal with all that kind of stuff and don't have the ability to put it on their big screen, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And so, unless you're technologically advanced, and also, you know, barstool sports, <laughs> uh, it depends whether or not you want to be involved with that kind of stuff, but also, it, they're clearly kind of making fun of the whole thing uh, because, no joke, do you know who's playing the halftime show and they're making a big joke about it? Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp is playing the halftime show. And Why is that of, a joke? Well, because they're making fun of him. Do you understand? They're using it as like a joke. Like, you, you should see well, all the graphics involved. We need to get, get Dave Portnoy on the show and talk about it. Uh, I'll pass on that, but okay. Uh, lots of reasons. I'll let you do the research. But you can check out a bunch of different things about it. But uh, December 31st, 2 p.m. is when you can take part in the Arizona Bowl if you want to watch the Broncos. But uh, there's a lot of people that aren't excited about it. There are plenty of people that are. But uh, let's be honest. When you're 7 to 5, you don't have a lot of choices. I'm sure you'd much rather have your bowl game be over the air than just streaming. But if you understand the Internet, you should be able to watch this game if you want to. Uh, football Sunday, Big J, your game of the week was what? Um, Oh, boy. Uh, probably the Buccaneers game. Really? Yeah. How well, come? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty much a blowout. I had some, yeah, I had vested interest in that game. Leonard Fournette oh, gotcha. and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I, I, okay. Uh, I, I thought the Steelers-Ravens game was probably the most uh, enjoyable game to watch. It came down to the wire, uh, went for two at the end of the game. Ravens didn't quite get it. Uh, they had an open receiver, but Lamar uh, Jackson overthrew him just a little bit. Steelers ended up on top there. And so don't look now, but uh, Big J's favorite team, the Patriots, are now the number one seed in the That's AFC. Inaccurate. At least for the time being. Well, I don't see you wearing a sweatshirt of any other team. Well, let's see. We've had this discussion. But I can just make it funny. Uh, Nobody Chiefs else knows that, though. On Sunday night football. Uh, well, I mean, listen. I mean, I, I think you root for the 49ers, but I wouldn't call you a huge 49ers fan either. Sure, you know it was devastating I mean? yesterday. Uh, well, Losing to the Seattle Seahawks. I think you're more upset of who you lost to than you lost, period. I think you hate the Seahawks more than you enjoy the 49ers. That is true. <laughs> well, then there you go. Uh, Eagles win big. Uh, Colts shut out the Texans yesterday. Uh, Lions picked up their first win of the season against the Minnesota Vikings on a last-second touchdown as well. Uh, congratulations to them. They're now 110-1 on the season, so it's looking good. 
As far as the box office is concerned, I can't imagine Spider-Man can get here soon enough because they're just not doing anything at the box office these days. Encanto was number one. Uh, that made $12 million. That's it. Ghostbusters Afterlife, number two, $10 million. House of Gucci, three. Christmas with the Chosen, I don't even know what that is, was number four with $4 million. And then The Eternals, number five with $3.9 million. So they're just waiting for the uh, Spider-Man movie to come out on the 17th. That's still a couple weeks away. Yeah, just two, to be honest. But they're, they cannot wait for that thing to come out because they, they got a lot of money invested in it and they're going to sell a bunch of tickets to it. And it's a Marvel movie. Everybody's all excited for everything. That is Weezer. That is Buddy Holly here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I want to be perfectly clear. We are very, very drunk here in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. But we are not the drunkest. What? Congratulations to us. According to the latest global drug survey uh, that spoke to about 320,000 people in 22 countries, Australia is the drunkest country in the world. With people there saying they drink alcohol about twice a week on average, they get drunk about 27 times per year. That's more than people in any other country surveyed. Uh, The survey defined drunk, by the way, if you're wondering what the dictionary definition is... Having drunk so much that your physical and mental facilities are impaired to the point where your balance and or speech were affected. U.S. is the fourth drunkest country in the world, according to the findings. We're behind Denmark and Finland and just ahead of the U.K. Uh, They kept track of this particular report from December of 2020 all the way to March of this year. Couple other interesting findings. Australia was first in the number of times people reported seeking emergency mental treatment after alcohol use. People from Ireland reported getting drunk an average of 14 times per year, which is actually way less than people thought. I mean, that's one of the stereotypes about Irish people, Big J, is they're always hammered. <laughs> but Irish, uh, the Irish also the the most likely to regret getting drunk. It's a Catholic thing. And uh, those from Denmark and Finland were least likely to regret getting drunk. So although they're ahead of us in getting drunk, they're happy about it. Let's get hammered. So uh, I don't know if if we want to be the most drunk place in the world. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a title that Australia wears with pride. But if that is the case, we've got some catching up to do. And Big J, quite frankly, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Yes, I realize that. If we're being honest. So voluntarily, so <laughs> that's also true. Uh, there is a little bit of should I or shouldn't I involved in that. And listen, uh, I'm not sure this is a race that you want to win, but uh, it is uh, higher than we were la- the last time they did this global drug survey. So we're moving up in the list a little bit. We have passed the UK. You can't beat us last time. I around. thought we were the greatest country in the world. Ah, uh, well, uh, all of our freedom and the flags we have on our trucks say so. But yet, we aren't the drunkest, which is really disappointing. Uh, we we uh, have some catching up to do. So bottoms up, everybody. You've got work to do. Morning after with Nick and Big J, your bearded badass is next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Presented by the Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Considering this fella doesn't have, or maybe he can't even grow a full beard, shouldn't disqualify, disqualify him from being a bearded badass. Like our friend Nick here, uh, the accomplishments of this gentleman make up for lack of a full beard, and I don't think we've ever seen Guy Fieri without a goatee, Nick. That's true. To hear the spiky hair Triple D host tell it himself, it all started with a pretzel cart as a kid and his family's love of food. Uh, this journey was only magnified uh, during a high school foreign exchange trip to France, and after returning, he landed himself in UNLV, where he graduated with a degree in hotel management. 
Now, building an empire doesn't happen in one step. It takes many to get to the top. One of the first for Fietti was opening his first restaurant, Johnny Garlic's in Northern California. He would open several along the way. But in 2006, Guy's life would change dramatically when he stepped into Food Network's next big star competition. And not long after winning, he had his first show debut on the Food Network, Guy's Big Bite. But it wouldn't be long until the next step laid the foundation for the Fietti Empire. Diners, drive-ins, and dives, also known as Triple D. Now, as Guy would uh, say, slow down and take a look around. You never know what you're going to find. He's been to nearly every nook and cranny through what seems to be 25,000 episodes. Uh, one thing has always stood out, and that is Guy's love for the restaurant business. Triple D alone has developed a cult-like following, and being featured on the show can drastically help a restaurant as thousands of fans will flock to the spots he features in the show. Now, he isn't batting a 1,000%. In fact, a couple places he visited here in the Treasure Valley uh, no longer exist, and this just goes to show you how hard being in the business really is. Now, he hasn't just created one gigantic team. TV show for Food Network. In 2013, Guy's Grocery Games debuted, often referred to as Triple G. The competition show centered in a mock-up grocery store has been a huge hit for the network, so much so that they want a guy to create another competition show that debuted a couple of years ago called Tournament of Champions. Uh, this past year, Food Network signed Guy up for another three-year deal worth more than $80 million. Now, all that is great, but what lands Guy in the bearded badass territory is what he does outside of all of the fame and the Food Network stuff. For years, he's contributed vast amounts of money and resources to Operation Barbecue Relief. Now, that's an organization that responds to disasters to help support victims and responders with down good home barbecue cooked meals. And in 2020, with the pandemic decimating the restaurant industry, Guy teamed up with the National Restaurant Education Foundation to create the Restaurant Relief Fund and help raise over $20 million to lend aid for out-of-work employees. Guy Fieri is the mayor of Flavortown, and that ain't changing anytime soon. He's also a bearded badass. Congratulations to former guest of the morning after Guy Fieri. Yep, and uh, he's uh, he does a lot of other stuff. I didn't get a chance to put in that little spiel, but... Uh, He's got some amazing uh, personality, and uh, he's uh, bringing his uh, sons into it as well. Hunter is uh, doing a bunch of stuff with him in a lot of these Food Network shows. Yeah, they, yeah I would say they did like a road trip with the family on Food Network a couple years back too, right? Yeah, um, and you know when, when the pandemic hit, I mean, he was the first one to pivot and do something with his show with uh, Triple D. They um, uh, they would do he would do it from home, and he would have all some of the restaurants he'd visited over the past that have been favorites would send him. Uh, packages and him and Hunter from their house would would you know make dishes and stuff like that and and show what people could do what they could trying to keep some of these restaurants open. He's done a lot to help those people. Indeed, he has. So congratulations to Mr. Fietti today's beard of badass, courtesy of the Beardsmith. Where can people go if they want to get themselves an appointment, Big J? Uh, you go to, to the Beardsmith.com. You can find uh, there to get your appointment set up. I mean, of course, they have a new location in Caldwell, and they have amazing products. If you've got a bearded gentleman that you're looking to uh, get gifts for for Christmas coming up here, you can't go wrong with some of the beard grease. It's pretty dang awesome, and they develop it all in-house. It's It's really fantastic. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. And listen, uh, you can't swing a dead cat without coming up with uh, whole different ways about people telling you what you need to invest in if you want to be rich these days. 
Uh, you know, it's all about, you know, liquid, liquidifying your portfolio and uh, investing in gold or silver or Bitcoin or whatever. Gold, Jerry! But there is one particular market where apparently you get the most for your return if you're willing to wait. And that answer, Big J, is toys. Uh, it is oh, yeah. crazy how much vintage toys are going for these days, and even not so vintage cho- toys, just ones that are collectible. Apparently, it is a market where you can make some serious cash. As a matter of fact, a study has found that collecting toys generates the highest return than any other kind of category. We're talking about gold, stocks, bonds, Bitcoin, anything else. And they found out that collectible toys raise in value by about 11% annually, which is a ridiculous amount of money. Again, better than any other category, which is crazy. Now, the ones that do the best are, believe it or not, video games. Uh, You just have to make sure that they're unopened and they are an actual collectible item. And then Lego sets also are hugely profitable if you hang on to them and don't build them. Yeah, I would say, though, the, uh, the days of the video game... It's probably over now, right? Like buying anything now that you can get digitally probably takes away from that. I'm not. not, Now, listen, yes. Keep this in mind. I don't think you're going to be able to make money in 20 years if you have a copy of Call of Duty Vanguard. Yes. Right. But I am saying that if you buy like a very collectible 80s game now and hold on to it. It'll be worth a ridiculous amount of money in 20 years. If you find yourself, like, if you spend, like, I don't know, even $10,000 on, like, an unboxed Super Mario Brothers 3 Nintendo cartridge, you will make a ridiculous amount of money on that if you hang on to it. That's what I'm saying, and I bet you they're right when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, It beats out any other thing that's active as well, like jewelry or antiques or artwork or anything else like that. Uh, but they do say, keep in mind that, the, you know, we're talking about video games, but the, the thing that they found is actually most collectible and has the most return are Lego sets, especially limited edition Lego sets. Uh, and even those that hung on to Beanie Babies from the 90s are still incredibly collectible. So funny. This was a topic last night at the dinner table, Nick. Why? Did your wife want to buy something? No, I, I noticed that we have a, a, a there's a pile of uh, things to sell on eBay. Okay. And on that pile is one Mr. McGiblets doll. From the league? From the league. Okay. Uh, it was very difficult to get in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and she's and I'm like, you're not getting rid of that, are you? She goes, well, what are you doing with it? And I'm like, well, you got me there. <laughs> uh, and and uh, but I'm like, it's sentimental ish. <laughs> and I'm like, she she said she saw one uh, that was on sale or was up for on uh, eBay for four hundred bucks. Wow, wow. And I'm like, you know what? If you can get four hundred bucks from it, then you should sell it. There you go. There you go. See? And it's a toy. It's a goofy little stuffed animal that you bought uh, because you watched a TV show. And now, look, it's worth $400. That's bananas. Character. An off character. Make fun of Barney character. It's like a two shot. (laughs) It's like two episodes of a show that was barely watched by people except for you and me and our friends. But uh, it is something that can be worth money to the right person. And that's why they're saying, hey, listen, maybe this is the marketplace, not sports cards, not any of that stuff. 
think about toys as an investment can make yourself some serious cash. The Broncos are headed to the Arizona Bowl against Central Michigan University. The game will take place Friday, December 31st, 2 p.m. It will not be televised. It will only be available via internet stream if you want to watch it. The Buccaneers, Cardinals, Chargers, Lions, Dolphins, Eagles, Colts, Washington, Rams, Steelers, Seahawks, Chiefs, all winners yesterday. We got Pats, Bills tonight on Monday Night Football if you would like to watch it. The college football playoff is set and it doesn't surprise anybody. It's Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati in the top four teams playing for the national championship. I've got a hot take, Big J. Oh, boy. The SEC championship should be treated like a like a playoff game if it is such a blowout like it was on Saturday. Uh, because, listen, man. Th- th- it just sucks that we got to have a, those two teams again in, in the playoff. It's now, dumb. they both have to win, of course. But, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where they, they have set it up so the path of least resistance is a rematch of a game. And I wouldn't mind if it was like a 28-24 to 24 kind of game. If it was a hard-fought battle. When one team is clearly better than the other and it's not even close, that, that all it does is actually hurt college football, in my opinion. And if you want to talk about how great the SEC is, that's fine, but part of the deal is you should at least have to have some sort of conference championship in order to get in. That's my belief anyway. Uh, I don't think if Alabama is that clearly that much better than Georgia, a rematch isn't going to get anybody excited. Well, at least it would be more compelling if like the Pac-12 could get out get out of their own way. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'd and rather that's... see Notre Dame in this, in this four than I'd rather see Georgia at this point. I feel like they had their chance, and they not... I mean, again, if it's close, you can give me an argument. I might be able to be swayed. But when one team blows out the other, like Alabama, just completely handled Georgia, despite, you know, being heavily favored and the number one team in the country the whole season, then you had your shot, man, and you didn't make it. Why give them another chance? Give it to another team. But uh, this this country is so SEC favored that uh, it, there's no real hope. Either way... Well, there's no other undefeateds. Well, there right. still isn't. Well, Cincinnati. Other than right. Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati's a given. Cincinnati should be in no matter no, what. No, but what I'm saying is is that if there was another team out there... I that... think if Oklahoma State would have won, you could have made yeah. it. It probably would have been an argument. But, I mean, I feel like Notre Dame got chipped a little bit. But now they're discounting people for their head coach leaving. I mean, it's crazy how much people... They probably have a better chance in the playoff without <laughs> Coach right. Kelly. right. Uh, Michigan will face Georgia in the Capital One Orange Bowl, uh, Alabama, Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve, uh, and then the winners will play in the National Championship Listen, on I'm, January 10th. I'm rooting for Cincinnati, man. Uh, everybody should be, and uh, hopefully they get a chance to get it done. Uh, I still say the one fault about this whole system is how ridiculously long it takes for I mean, we're over a month away from the National Championship. That Why? is Why? bananas. Why? It just sucks all the fun, all the hype, all the momentum out of it, and it doesn't. It, it just—it's so stupid. Uh, but that will never change. As we continue to milk, everything is hurry up and then milk it. I don't understand why that—that that happens to be the case, but it is. And finally, Big J, if you want your first look at Peacemaker, the HBO series written and directed by James Gunn, their trailer is out. You can check it out, starring John Cena, of course, and a lot of people returning from the Suicide Squad movie is ready to go. The eight-episode series will debut on January 17th uh, with three episodes and then one episode weekly through February 17th is how they're going to do the release on HBO Max. So get ready. The Peacemaker series is coming soon to a TV near you. And Eagly. And Eagly, yes. Eagly the Eagle. 
VX rocks. We are down to crunch time for the X-Rock Double there. Last couple of days for you to win yourself up to $200 three times a day. All you have to do is know some particular answers to some particular questions about a particular topic. And today's caller X is Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Wonderful. We would like you to walk away with some money this morning, if that's okay with you. It all depends on the knowledge of this particular topic. Big J? Late night talk shows. All right, Mitchell. Uh, How much do you know about the late night talk shows of the past and the present? Not a whole lot, but I'm familiar with it. Well, that may be all it takes, kiddo. Let's see what ends up happening. Here's Big J with your $50 question. Who is the current host of The Tonight Show? Stephen Colbert? Wrong. Oh, that's it's, the late show, Mitch. That's yeah, the late show. It's tough, man. I, I The Tonight Show's on NBC. Uh, does that help? Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon. Right. Got it on the second try. We got to take your first answer, though. Uh, listen, oh, well. if it's any consolation, both Big J and I are very proud that you don't know who Jimmy yeah, Fallon yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. He sucks. <laughs> uh, it's <He's> terrible. <laughs> His writers suck. It's not worth any money to you, but... Uh, we certainly appreciate you getting through, and hopefully uh, you have a chance to do so again he before... Be in jail for impersonating a comedian. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm not sure that's a capital offense. But either way, uh, we do wish you the best, sir, and thank you very much for listening. Sorry we couldn't give you any money, but your next chance to get through and also play on this particular topic, late night talk show hosts or late night talk shows in general, is with Jason Drew at 12.30 and then again with Adam at 5.30. We've got a bunch of late night talk show questions for you to try to claim some money today with morning after with nick and big j we are going to go to hell that's going to happen next on the x rocks nick and big j on 100.3 the x rocks Poolsville, Maryland is where we are going for today's we're going to hell story it's about 25 miles outside of washington dc to give you an idea of where we're at so not too far away but more of like a suburban kind of city but yeah uh, a situation that, that I don't think any of us would want to be in would be something called a snake infestation in your home. Agree or disagree? Oh, nobody wants that. I mean, I don't know how many snakes you have to have in order to be qualified as an infestation, but I'm guessing it's a lot, right? I would think it would be like uh, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Huh? They open... Just a floor full of snakes. Yeah, yeah. That's an infestation. So good on good old fashioned nightmare fuel. Yes. Here's what I know. I know that there was this old house in Poolsville, Maryland, where a gentleman lived that had what was called a snake infestation. And so he had the idea of like, listen, I, I we gotta get these mother bleeping snakes out of my mother bleeping house. And so there's one way that we can do this that I know might work, at least according to the internet. Smoke them out, right, Big J? Yeah. Look out. Go on, get snakes. Ain't no room for you here. And so he decided that he was going to take a bunch of coal, move it down into the basement where he thought that the snakes were kind of, I guess, living. And that's where he was going to smoke them out. I don't know where he thought they were going to go or if he wanted to have smoke fill the entire house. I don't know the plan. But suffice it to say, it's on. We're going to hell because things went awry. Yeah, I don't think he thought it through, really. Unfortunately for the gentleman that wanted to smoke out the snakes, he apparently kept his very large stack of coal and he started it on fire next to his collection of magazines that he was saving down in the basement. 
And I don't know if you know this, but fire and paper tend to combust. And so next thing you know, his entire house is ablaze. This isn't a little teeny tiny house, by the way. Uh, it's about a million dollar mansion. And this whole thing burnt to the ground. Goodbye. Oh my God. Goodbye. Goodbye house. It's gone. Uh, according to the uh, fire department there in Poolsville, 75 firefighters had to be called out to put out the blaze that started in the basement. They figured out that the coals were too close to the magazines. Next thing you know, the whole thing went up like a tinderbox. And that's it. Game, set, match. That house is donezo. And he did say the firefighters did see a couple of snakes as they were putting out the fire. So they're guessing that they didn't even get all of them. So kill it with fire doesn't even work. Because, I mean, this house couldn't be more burnt to the ground. And there still were snakes wandering around. Because the snakes can go underground sometimes, Big J. The burrow, yeah. that's where they put their eggs. And so uh, the, the, the burning them doesn't always necessarily work. So they would say that this was an unsuccessful attempt to rid your house of a snake infestation. Totally successful attempt at ridding yourself of a house. Of a mansion. But a bad idea for a snake infestation. So a reminder that kill it with fire, usually a rhetorical statement meant for memes and not actual real life implications because it usually ends in something like this. Like, I mean, I guess I could understand this not happening every month if, like, there was every once in a while a story where, like, the situation worked out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, never. It never, no, it never works out. It's Undefeated. always something horrible has happened when I tried to burn an insect out of my house, and instead my whole house is gone. So, I'm not sure when we're going to learn the lesson, but it hasn't happened yet. And we continue to lose property at an incredible rate because of it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. Don't burn down your house trying to kill pests. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J Zoom is making some changes that could be seen as very good for some and very bad for others. They're adding a new feature that's going to make it a lot harder for you to sneak into a work meeting or a class late. Ah. It is called attendance status, and what it does is it allows Zoom hosts to use calendar integration from Google and Microsoft to easily see whether or not invited participants have joined a meeting on time. According Jeez. to Zoom, those also have been invited as not joined will be listed on a not joined list that's visible to all. Hosts and co-hosts can see if the no-shows click the accept and decline maybe or no sections of their calendar response. And if somebody logs into the Zoom meeting, it will actually tell the person that created the meeting if they're on time or not. The tool can be useful for bosses or professors that are trying to track whether or not people are showing up on time for meetings or classes, and it could be considered a narc to everybody else. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. But listen, Zoom really doesn't care about meeting attendees, Big J. They care about the co-hosts and hosts that pay for their service. And so they want to make their service as attractive as possible to those and to you and I that have to be attending these meetings mean nothing to them. Do you understand? Meaning nothing. That's right. So zoom it up, but just know you better be on time or you could be in trouble going forward. 
Broncos going to take on Central Michigan in the Arizona Bowl. This is happening on New Year's Eve, 2 p.m. It will be televised only online. You cannot see it on television. Uh, And we will see how this game shows up for the Broncos. Scott Stapp will be playing the halftime show, Big J. Nice. He of Creed fame. Uh, My buddy. Yeah, that's right. You guys hung out in Vegas. I forgot about that. A couple times. Was it a couple times? Yeah. Did you do anything other than sit in a hotel room? No. That's still what friends do, I guess, sometimes. Buccaneers, Cardinals, Chargers, Lions, Dolphins, Eagles, Colts, football team, Rams, Steelers, Seahawks, and Chiefs, all winners yesterday on the gridiron. We got Pats and Bills for Monday Night Football on ESPN, wrapping up week 13 of the NFL season. And Netflix is not happy, Big J. They have been dropping true crime documentaries every single month and waiting for the payoff as they've been kind of really doubling down on how much of these true crime situations they put out, but they haven't been performing well. In fact, since February, there has been only one 2021 original series ranked in the top 14 for 14 or more consecutive days, and that's Cocaine Cowboys. Everything else has it's great. It's been, great, by the way. He loves it. Yeah. Everything else has been kind of doing this. But I feel like this is more a Netflix problem than it is a content problem. And I'll tell you why. There, we've talked about this before. There's just too much stuff dropping on Netflix for it to have any kind of residual effect. Well, and then if it's outside of that top 10, I mean, that's the thing people go through and look at. The top first. 10 thing was the worst thing they could have they could have put on that list if they want if they wanted something that, that had if staying power. If that stuff is indeed the top 10. Yeah, yeah, which we have no idea if it really is. You're absolutely right. But what happens is we get caught up in all this stuff, or even if you don't get caught up in it, you have no idea what's dro- dropping. You know, even if you look at the new on Netflix stuff, some of that stuff has been out for months, even more than yeah. a year. And so the way that they post this stuff and the fact that they have so much original content that you don't know what it is or they don't give enough attention to it for you to really understand what's going on, that it kills their product. And the same thing with Red Notice. Whether or not that's true or false as it's the biggest movie in Netflix history, we just have Netflix's word to trust on that. It's already out of the top 10. And so it just doesn't have any staying power when you keep regurgitating new things over and over and over again. I'm not saying you don't want new content. I'm just saying they're not marketing it or bringing it to your attention the right way with either whatever kind of, you know, uh, equation that they're using to make sure that you're seeing what they think you need to be seeing. It's just not working with some of this stuff. And so I don't know if they need to completely refurbish it. And even if they do, it'll make a bunch of people unhappy, I'm sure. But like, you can't spend this much stuff on original content and get this little return on it and be happy would be my guess, right? But I don't think it's a true crime thing. I think there's still plenty of people that are enamored with true crime. I just think they don't know what stuff is new and what stuff is out there. So I don't know. Netflix has got a problem. I think they need to fix it as quickly as they possibly can. Whether or not they do or not is another story altogether. Down on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's get you set up with some tickets here. December 18th, just a couple weeks away, uh, we have the Xmas Bash coming to town. Theory of a Dead Man, 10 years, and Eva Under Fire. We'll get you these tickets if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Celebrate Xmas with us at the Knitting Factory. If you want to win, you got to play. 208-287-1003, and you have to defeat Big J in a little thing called Pop Culture Smackdown. We wish everybody the best of luck. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. 
Hey. What's up, man? What's your name? Uh, Matt. All right, Matt, you're up first. Matt, dead at the young age of 45. Who was the lead singer of Queen from 1970 to 1991? Uh, Freddie Mercury. Right. That is correct. Big J, on the animated sitcom The Simpsons, who actually shot Mr. Burns? Uh, that would be Maggie. Right. Correct. Back to you, Matt. Which actress portrayed Princess Leia Organa in the original Star Wars trilogy? Um, oh, what's her name? She just died, too. Uh, uh. Just made me realize I got a lot of questions about dead people today. <laughs> I, I, I forget her name. Anything, Matt? Um. Rooting for you. Uh, <laughs> No, I can't think of anything. That's that's her. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I know exactly where you're at, friend. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Brandon. Brandon, which actress portrayed Princess Leia Organa in the original Star Wars trilogy? Carrie Fisher. That is correct. Right. Big J, Ooh. we all know the three men who starred in Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady, but in the movies, what was the name of the baby? Oh, hell. You, I mean, you asked me a Three Men and a Baby question a couple weeks ago. Did I? Yeah, you did. I, I, I feel like I feel like you asked me about the baby's name then as well. Uh, and, uh, I don't think so. One in uh, the ear and out the other on that one. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, George. Oh, got the wrong sex and everything. Wrong. Uh, no, the baby, Sheila. The baby was a girl. What if I told you wrong. it was biblical? Would that help? Um, Boy. Uh, Edith? Is that in the Bible? Yeah. Wrong. Where? Uh, Edith, Psalm 15. Now you're just making stuff up. I am. Uh, totally. Mary. Right. Mary was the name of the little tiny baby. That Nancy Travis left at the door. A three men and a baby, my weakness. I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, that's not true. You know who the three men were, don't you? Let's I start. I barely remember. Give me the three men. Go. Ted Danson. Right. Steve Krappenberg. Right. And Bruce Willard, though. Wrong. I the last one. Yes, you do. Magnum P.I., Big J. Oh, yeah, Thompson. Right. Congratulations, man. Uh, we had a little bit of fun, but at the end of the day, you won about five minutes ago. You got yourself tickets to check out Theory of a Dead Man, 10 Years, and Eva Under Fire. Brandon, congratulations. Please hang on one second. We'll get that information from you and make sure you're all good to go for that big concert ticket still available, by the way. You can grab them at xrock.com or knittingfactory.com for that show. We are going to spend some time with Brad Walst. He is the bass player for Three Days Grace. They uh, dropped some new album information and a brand new song. We're talking all about it next on the X Rocks. That's brand new music from Three Days Grace. The song is called So Called Life. You'll be able to find it on Explosions, their new album that comes out on May the 5th, which is going to be pretty awesome. You're going to want to be part of that action. And so it is time we had a chance to catch up Zoom style with the bass player for the band in Three Days Grace. His name is Brad Walst. We talked about a lot of things. You'll be able to catch the full video version of our Zoom call a little bit later on today on the Morning After's Facebook page. But let's catch up audio style with Brad. One of the first things we asked him when we got him on the Zoom interview was, what's it going to be like to be back on the road? I mean, it's been a while since Three Days Grace has put on some shows. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. You know, we, um, we haven't toured since December 19, so... It's crazy. Yeah, I never thought it'd be that long, but uh, here we are. Yeah, it's a big day for us, for sure, moving forward. 
I mean, obviously the pandemic has been uh, difficult for for a lot of people, and in particular in the music industry, obviously. But you know, I think of you guys in particular were kind of spread out. You've got some people who you know, up in Canada during that time and here in the States. And you obviously couldn't travel and go into Canada. So that made things kind of difficult for you guys to get music done, right? Absolutely, yeah. So Barry, our guitar player, moved to Indiana um, January 2020. And then obviously COVID hit. So the borders were shut down. We're up here in Canada. So yeah, we had to kind of learn how to do things remotely. And, you know, we did a lot of Zoom in the beginning. And, you know, that was a different vibe and it was a little bit harder and some days we just drank beer and chatted and some days we wrote some songs and it was kind of cool just to hang out but um you know we learned a lot about some new technology that's out there that's pretty helpful you know like we were able to do everything uh remotely our our producers in LA Barry's in Indiana and we had you know a couple guys up here so Totally different uh, way of doing things, but it all worked out in the end. Yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy how that uh, that can that can work uh, to your advantage. Did it help with the frustration uh, of of getting and putting together some music? Does that come? Is that going to come out basically in this new three D's Grace stuff? Well, I think so. Yeah, you know, obviously it's a couple of years full of a lot of different emotions, eh? And uh, you know, I, I don't want to say this is a pandemic record, but it was written through it and. You know, we, we, we kind of stay true to how we're feeling and what's going on in our lives. So, yeah, there's there's some anger in there. There's some uh, happy moments, sad moments. You know, it's, it's, it's an emotional record. And I think uh, our fans are going to relate and hopefully dig it, you know, so. When it came to recording, were you guys able to actually do that in person again? Uh, or was it all done over the internet as well? So we did, uh, we did six songs remotely. Barry, again, being in the States, he did his guitars there in a studio. And then uh, Matt made like this homemade vocal booth thing. And uh, he went online with our producer in, in LA and they were able to do it live, you know. Neil went to a studio, did drums. I went to another studio, did bass. And we kind of did it all remotely. And it was kind of weird because we've, we've never done it that way. and. So like I would sit down and hear the drum take for the first time, right? And I'd have to sit there and go, okay, I've got a couple ideas. And I found it was cool, but it was it was a different experience. But I think we all kind of, in the beginning, we all, we overplayed, like we played to the maximum, you know, because we didn't know what, what it was going to be. We had a demo made, but obviously in the studio, things take new life. And so that was kind of cool. But, but in the end, we actually had to scale back a bunch of stuff just to make it. Us. Now the other half, we just uh, finally got together uh, a month and a half ago and finished the rest. And uh, yeah, it's killer, man. It's some great tones and some great songs. When you guys got back together again, was it like falling off a bike and you were able to just fall right back into that system of like, okay, we're, we're back together. We're back recording. We're doing things how they're supposed to be done. Or was the remote thing nice, a good break, a different thing? No, it was nice to see everybody again. We hadn't seen Barry in almost two years. It was a fun time. We, the first three days, we were pretending like we were 18 again and, and having a good old time. And then we got down to work and got some stuff done. So. Uh, and, and including in some of that music, uh, you know, the, the new single, So-Called Life, which is awesome, man. It's it, it's spectacular. You, you can tell there's some, I don't know, aggressive nature within that song. Uh, talk a little about how that came together and, and some of the ideas for that particular song. Well, it's funny because that, that song we wrote April, early April 2020. So, you know, COVID was a new thing and we were still kind of hanging out, the three of us, and we had Barry on Zoom. It was just an idea that uh, one of us had, and we, we started riffing on it, and it turned out to be really angry. <laughs> and, uh, 
it, it, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, it's about the pandemic. And it's like, well, kind of like, like I could relate to it now after sitting here for two years. Absolutely. But um, it was actually the first song we wrote. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of emotion in that song. I think it's just a, it's a song about uh, frustration. Unlike a lot of other you know bands, maybe you had a chance to do some virtual events online. You guys, again, separate, weren't able to do that kind of stuff. So will it be nice to get back on stage and actually perform in front of people again? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's been too long. And I think, you know, that's why we're still in the game. Just we love playing live. Right. That's that's the ultimate feeling. So I think getting back on stage will be excellent plus the camaraderie just being with the, the fellas again and uh, shenanigans and those sort of things maybe uh trying to figure out is this uh, a berry beard hair or what <laughs> maybe you should, get, you should be a, you should hit up berry for some product and he's got <laughs> great beard oils and uh you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is a, a beautiful uh, chin mane that he has there. So, but I, I, I can relate to that. I find beard hair all over the place, and I have no idea how it got there. So, I feel bad for my friend Nick who runs into it here uh, every now and then in the studio. For for us, yeah, there's definitely a lot of beard hair on the bus, but it's more the food that gets caught in his beard. I think. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the night, he'll he'll have a few snacks after a few red wines, and uh, the morning is always a treat to find whatever he's eaten the night before. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome and relatable as well. I can certainly yeah. uh, attest to that around here. Um, you know, Brad, you guys have been doing a whole lot of stuff kind of gearing up for this album and now it's finally done. It's coming out in May and you have a little bit of time before the live shows happen. What what fills that space? Are you guys going to rehearse and just try to kind of capture some of that stuff or are you just going to kind of take it easy and play it on the DL? Yeah, we're going to take, uh, well, we'll take this, this month and Christmas and stuff off and then I think come New Year, we're going to start building uh, whatever our set will be. Try to figure that out and yeah, start rehearsing and... Uh, and try to make this rock show as best we can, you know? Hey, man, uh, really wanted to say thank you very much for the time. So-Called Life is an amazing song. Uh, you guys continue to do what you do, and we're excited to hear the rest of it. And just wanted to thank you very much for making some time for us today. We appreciate it, man. Awesome. We th Thanks for the support, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon, yeah. You bet, hopefully, Absolutely. yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, that is Bullet with Butterfly Wings here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We promised you this this morning, so it is time for one of our patented concert announcements. It's another 100.3, the X concert announcement. Big J, we're not messing around with this one, are we? No, man, we're not. And uh, it's going to be very exciting. This show happening March 25th at the Revolution Center. And uh, tickets will be going on sale, of course, on Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, but we got a couple bands that we'll uh, introduce you to that you will probably already know yeah exactly but it, it, it's called the the trinity of terror tour which means trinity usually means what three that's right three bands that are coming to town that are going Even to be awesome. i know that <laughs> why don't we uh start with the first band big j uh the first band is uh, a band that hey just recently here we've become really good friends with uh they are called Black Veil Brides. Yeah, uh, local boy Jake Pitts coming back to town once again in March. And so Black Veil Brides, one of the trinity of terror that you will see on the 25th of March. Why don't you enjoy their song, their new one? It's called Crimson Skies here on the X-Rocks. 
That's the latest from Black Veil Brides, Crimson Skies. We know they're coming back to town on March the 25th, part of our concert announcement that's happening right now. What is band number two that's also on that bill, Big J? Band number two uh, is a band that, you know, they they base their life in the horror movies, Nick. I'm talking about Ice Nine Kills. Uh, put on a great live show as well. It'll be great to see them at the Rev Center. Enjoy their song. This is Rainy Day here on the X Rocks. They are coming back to town as well. Ice Nine Kills. That is rainy day here on the morning after with Nick and Big J along with Black Veil Brides. That's two of the three. We need one more. Who else is coming? Yeah, Trinity, uh, that means number three here is Motionless in White. They will be part of the big bill as well. We'll recap the entire thing right after you hear Motionless in White. This is America on the X Rocks. There you go. That is Motionless and White. That is America here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And that's all part of our concert announcement for this morning. Big J, recap, please. Yeah, March 25th at the Rev Center, the X presents uh, the Trinity of Terror Tour with uh, our friends in Black Veil Brides, Ice Nine Kills, and Motionless and White. Tickets go on sale Friday at uh, Ticketmaster.com. And, of course, uh, we're looking forward to that show. Yeah, it's called a uh, triple headline tour, which means all three bands will play the same amount of time on the stage. All three bands will have an equal amount of time, which means a lot of great music. At the Rev Center on the 25th of March, so grab those tickets and they go on sale this Friday. Keep listening, of course, to the X to win your way in, but that's a pretty nice show that's coming to town. We've got another concert announcement coming up a week from today that's also big and awesome that we want to make sure you're a part of so keep listening to the x for all of those we will come back with some bad impressions they're next on the x rocks no matter so far i'm not impressed morning after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x hey, we'll hook you up with some new music a digital download of see what's on the inside the latest album from asking alexandria you just have to figure out Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has a celebrity in his heart and has written three clues about that celebrity that is supposed to help you figure out who that celebrity is. If you can do that, crack the code. You win the CD on us, and hopefully that makes you a better person. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? We're good, man. What's your name? I'm Sam. All right, Sam. You're up first, man. Good luck. I sold my tequila at Casamigos for almost $1 billion. Let's go for the second one. I played Danny Ocean in the Ocean Eleven heist movies with Brad Pitt. No, next one. I started Monuments Men about the Nazis stealing art during World War II. <laughs> Will that one help you? I, uh, I can picture his, na- picture his face, but I can't think of his name. Oh, nothing, man? Uh, George Clooney. There you go. Nice job. Hail Mary complete. And why did you laugh at that clue? Well, just of all the movies that he's been in, you picked Monuments Men. Yeah. Movie number three. One of his... Why is George Clooney in the news? Uh, He is so damn rich, Nick, that uh, he told the story that most of us would be very uh, upset about. And that is the fact that uh, he was offered $35 million for one day of work. And that was to star in an airline commercial. And he said uh, that he decided he didn't want to do it because uh, the, the airline uh, he felt was uh, questionable at times and some of the things in, in their uh, things that they decide that they want to 
support. Let's well, put it that way. Hell, you got to give him credit for not selling out then, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, $35 million. But also, I mean, when you make, you know, $350 million by selling your company, you can tell something like that to go pound sand. The rest of us are like, yeah, what do I have to do for the $35 yeah, million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His integrity wasn't worth $35 million. <laughs> no. But he's got, you know, a couple hundred million in the bank. Right, right. He's doing okay, which allows him to say go pound sand. To the rest of us, we're like, that's insane. But when you have that much money, I suppose you can do that. So I guess credit to him for being able to have that kind of integrity and keeping it. Uh, although it probably can't be easy when offers like that are coming in, right? Yeah, no kidding. Because, you know, he can turn around and give that that money away, sure, too. Sure, yeah. um, but uh, might not be worth the tax liability. You know? oh, there's that. There's also, yeah, exactly. The message that you're sending, all sorts of stuff. But it would be nice to one day be able to tell somebody that wants to offer you millions of dollars for one day of work to go kick rocks because you don't believe I, in the moral high ground. Yeah, it'd be nice. I, I would like to do that for 50 bucks. <laughs> just be like, you know what? Yeah, we're just not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, but maybe one day we'll get there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. That is Ghost. That is Hunter's Moon here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It was a busy Monday. Did not get a chance to give away some money today. That is our shortcomings. But maybe you can take advantage of that later on today with Jason, Drew, and Adam. 12.30 and 5.30 respectfully with the X-Rock Double Dare. What's the category again, Big J? Uh, The category today is late night show talk shows. There you go. Late night show talk shows is what you're looking for. If you get a chance to get in on that, then you you probably should because it's your last couple of days to win some cash here on the radio station if you can do that. We also announced a pretty big concert coming to town on the 25th. That happens to be Motionless and White, uh, Black Veil Brides, and also Ice Nine Kills coming to the Rev Center. Uh, that's going to be happening uh, on the 25th of March and tickets are going to go on sale on Friday. A reminder, by the way, that uh, get to DMV Supply for all you need to live, work, and play in the West from lawn and garden supplies to a huge selection of pet food and power tools. DMV Supply the brands you love and the expertise to guide you on your way leaves you with the floor big j nick the unicode consortium they picked uh, what the top emoji is my god uh they have decided that the top emoji of 2020 is uh well you have you have any guesses the number one one is emoji <sighs> um how about the uh face with the mask on it the face with the mask. The smiley no. face that has the mask covering. No, it is uh, number one is the tears of joy. Uh, the tears of joy. I don't know if I know that one. That's the one with uh, the laughter, but tears oh, coming out. Uh, never mind. I do know that. Uh, no mask at all in any of these. Uh, yeah, I think that 10. was the one last year, actually. Not I was thinking of it. But either way, I- I'm happy for it. I don't think I use it. Do you? Yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. Laughing so hard. That's like your LOLs. Yes. So, uh, do you emoji more than you type out LOL or no? Oh, uh, no, no. You LOL more than you emoji? Yes. As opposed to, like, uh, typing in laughing emojis? Makes sense to me. Uh, But then again, we are 45-year-old white guys, so what do we know about emojis, Big J? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, check out the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. That is where you can go for all your Team Mazda needs. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew's coming in next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.